This episode was sponsored by Critical Dice and the Endless Bag of Dice. Welcome to the Compendium, a resource designed to help you spend less time learning D&D and more time actually playing. Welcome back to another episode of The Compendium. I am Casey, I am your host, and with me is co-host Jason Russell from The Critical Dice. Uh, Today we are going to toss a coin to our Witcher because we are diving into, oh, don't laugh, it was a good joke, because we are diving into Rangers. And I feel like The Witcher is a very appropriate example of a ranger, um, which we'll get into in this episode. But the reason that we're going with ranger is because we actually have finished out the classes that focus on martial um, kind of defense mode, if you will. And now we're transitioning over into the caster side and we're going into like this in-between no man's land almost of half casters. And so a ranger is considered a half caster where they use both martial weapons, melee weapons, kind of ranged weapons, as well as have magical abilities kind of in tandem with each other. Right. And like you said, half casters is a term that comes from the multi-classing prerequisites and explaining spell slots. And that is where paladins and rangers specifically are called out as half casters. And that's mostly because they have uh, capped spell slots. I think level f- uh, fifth level spell slots is the max. And they typically, without some kind of extra feature or feat or something, don't get cantrips. So they have uh, pretty decent spells. It's just that's not the main thing they rely on. And the stat block kind of reflects that. So, yeah. Right. So the one thing I remember about Rangers is when we were talking about some of our other classes, I think it was Monk specifically. Um, this was one of those classes that you said historically, I think tends to be a little bit misunderstood or, or confusing about what exactly the benefit is. And so of course we're diving into half casters with one of the potentially more less understood ones, which maybe that's a good thing, but let's, let's break down a little bit about what Rangers are kind of where they came from and maybe shed a little bit of light on some of those areas that have caused that disconnect for people wondering, well, what's the point of this class? Yeah, exactly. Um, I I think the easiest way to kind of enter into the idea of what is a ranger is by kind of pointing out famous rangers from other parts of literature. So um, Strider, you know, uh, Aragorn uh, Aragorn, uh, from Lord of the Rings would be a great idea of a ranger. He's, you know, out in the wilds, kind of looking to make sure everything is safe and uh, things are dealt with, prefers to be alone uh, because of his own tragic backstory. Um, and also uh, the most famous D&D ranger uh, is probably the most loved character in the D&D mythos, which is Dritt Stewart, and who is a ranger. And he's also a drow. Uh, two things that, uh, you know, in world drows are typically, you know, seen as not trustworthy and kind of shady. Uh, and then player wise, most people kind of hate rangers. Uh, but ironically, when you put the two together, it's like, multiplying two negative numbers, you get a positive number. Um, so uh, Dritt Stewart is absolutely a great example. And then also in much more broader fiction, I would say the woodsman from the Riding Hood is a ranger because um, he's a solitary figure who is patrolling the woods, keeping them safe and uh, defending it against danger like um, wig wearing, dress wearing uh, wolves that want to eat little girls. Right. I mean, For example. I can see that too. Yeah. I hadn't actually <laughs> thought about that more in like classic Grimm's 
uh, genre, but it makes sense. Now, obviously, they're not going to necessarily be magic wielding in the same way that our rangers will, but conceptually, unlike their purpose or their their um, goal in life, that lines up pretty well. Yeah, I, I think it does. And actually, too, what's interesting is most of the spells, particularly with rangers, they aren't big and flashy. Most of them could be perceived as uh, or mistaken as natural skill, um, in fact. And so it's kind of interesting that a lot of their stuff is just a lot of their spells are just meant to further accentuate what they're already doing physically, much like how the paladin does the same thing. And that seems to be a trend and a common through line with all of the, the half casters today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so this is kind of weird, but it just made me think of thinking of children's stories Mowgli. Yeah. He, I feel like he would very well fall into that, especially the speak with animals, right? Like that kind of like yeah. magic, if you will. And there is an, a favored enemy mm-hmm. in that in that world. So that could, that could be another example of what a ranger I, might look like if someone who really was raised like in the wilderness or, um, you know, has this deep appreciation for it. But there's, there's danger that looks, lurks everywhere, even if you grew up in that environment or you love it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great call. Mowgli is a, would be a kind of a, uh, an unusual, um, not unusual, just not what you would commonly think, but when you start like going down the list, we're like, checks oh, the boxes. yeah, it checks the boxes. It's just like when we talk about monks and we're like, they're just Jedi. And we're like, mm-hmm. oh, they're Jedi. Like once you start like doing the independent differential analysis, you're like, no, it checks out. Right. So let's, let's break down the um, Rangers kind of origin story, if you will, the way that players can look to develop that background, understand a little bit better about where their skill is derived from so that players can have a better sense, you know, because like with our example of Mowgli, he was self-taught, right? He was raised Mm -hmm. by wolves literally, and he learned everything he knew from just the animals or his own like knowledge, common sense, but you can also have a mentor as a ranger. And so there's a lot of diversity about where that, that um, path can come from. So let's talk a little bit about what that can look like, where you can learn your skill from, where you can learn your craft. Yeah. I I think starting as, um, with the rangers starting as the concept of they are essentially monster hunters um monster being a very vague term or very you know broad term in this case is really the the best place to start and so i see why you started with the witcher um you know because while i have not read those books or played the games or watched the show are they books i don't even know i I, it's not a fandom i'm part of uh but i mean yeah we actually had this conversation the other day my husband thought they started as games but i think we determined that they started as books and were turned into games from which the tv show then was based yeah cool I, I felt like there was Don't books. quote me on yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, There's usually a book involved somewhere. Yeah. Get in the comments, listeners. Um, the uh, so, but for them, it's not about like, you know, it's not about going out from your home base in some city or civilization somewhere to quell whatever, you know, monster uprising or appearance there is. Rather, it is someone who has who is in the wilds and makes the wilds their home, whatever, you know, biome that happens to be and choosing to protect it for the good of the biome itself for other people who pass through it. And then I think in a, you know, tertiary way themselves. And so I think um, a lot of times the way I think of it is that there are characters that seek 
balance and stability and like the natural order of things. And so when they see what could be perceived as a cancer on that natural setting, they go in as the surgeon to remove it. And so they're, yeah, they're like doctors for the wilds. Um, and so they know it like the back of their hand, they can get rid of things that threaten it and uh, will sometimes, uh, you know, help other people take care of those problems, but it can be a very solitary, lonely life. Right. And, you know, one of the things that you said too, is that, you know, protecting it for other people is that the, it, it seems like they perceive people that live in cities that have access to luxuries like running water and all of this stuff as um, not like as bad people, but they're just, they're not well-versed. They're, they're weak in the fact that without access to these luxuries, would you be able to survive? But that doesn't make you any less worthy of being protected or living, right? They don't see them as yeah. less than because they don't possess the same abilities or understanding of the world that like a ranger would. Yeah, and I feel like rangers are distinct from druids too, which might have a similar uh, thing where I feel like a druid would, would kind of feel like they are part of nature, like they are inside the tapestry that nature weaves, whereas a ranger feels like he is an accepted outsider. He will always be as an outsider to act as a protector, you know, so it's not about like living in harmony with nature, but rather making sure that nature can live in harmony. If that makes right. sense. That's kind right. of the vibe I get from just you know reading and playing and stuff. Right. And, and, you know, kind of like we touched on, there's a lot of different places that a ranger, your ranger character could get their knowledge from. It could be from yeah. a mentor. Maybe it runs in the family where your family has always protected these woods or, you know, this, this region. Um, it could just be self-taught. It could be that you joined with a band of rangers, mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of like the uh, like forest rangers, almost, if you would, like people that yeah. serve the purpose of protecting and making sure that these, these places stay safe. Um, and yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. and the book even calls out that there, that you might be part of a, you know, a secret order, uh, of rangers, you know, akin to fantasy, <laughs> fantasy forest rangers, which, I mean, that's kind of what it is. Um, and I mean, even to go back to, uh, to the, the huntsman or the woodsman from Little Riding Hood, that character is based on something that to my understanding still happens today where there are people who just, you know, patrol a certain area of vast forest, making sure underbrush is cleared out, controlled fires are lit and, you know, uh, helping find people who get lost out there. And so that is like a network of people who are ranging about the land and making sure everything is good. Um, they also could you know, be teamed up with circles of druids as like a strike force. You could have an entire, I can even imagine a entire like um, organized uh, training school or ground for rangers that is like the, the um, action oriented offshoot of a druid circle or a uh, nature-based civilization um you know going back to what we kind of talked about with with gnomes and, and elves and, and halflings a little bit in previous episodes that'd be really cool others may just be the last surviving member of their family who chose to settle too far out in the wilds and you know they're not going to let what happened to their family happen to anybody else and have a bit more of a grim dark you know edgy uh rogue backstory as well right so when people are looking to build a 
um, arranger, there's a couple of different areas that you should look at, at putting your highest scores when you're looking at your ability scores. Um, and the one thing that I found interesting in the, the PHB, um, the player's handbook, is that they actually tell you the background to pick, which the background makes a lot of sense with the class, mm -hmm. but it, it's really not common to see the handbook tell you this is your background instead of just here's a couple of selections. And so that was something that I noticed that I thought was very interesting that they're like, hey, your background is Outlander. That's what you get, which obviously you can do your own thing, but it intrigued right. me that they just proposed that as this is what- As, as a suggestion in, in the kind of quick build thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I think they do it in the other ones too, because I was just looking and in the fighter, they suggest soldier as the background in the quick build. Hmm. And even in the barbarian, let's see what he says. Um, Outlander for the background is a, is a good option. So um, maybe it's not as unusual as we think, but I mean, I agree with the pairing if you want to play to type oh, yeah. as it were, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I can see that. And Outlander is, is a great one because you get like what survival and nature as your, as your thing. So yeah. It makes yeah. Sense I was just me. wondering like if it, if it inherently perpetuated some of the other traits, because there's also things like hermit that I think would make yeah. a ton of sense for Rangers if you're looking at character instead of, you know, ability, if you will. Um, and so I just wasn't sure if that particular background had some sort of very, very specific trait that kind of pulled the Ranger together, or if it just seemed like the most logical choice. And so they just presented it to you to think, weed out you presented, having to do the work. Yeah, I think it's just presented as the most logical choice. Like, yeah, again, like I said, like playing to type. I mean, the Outlander's uh, description starts with, you grew up in the wilds far from civilization and the comforts of town and technology, right? So, I mean, that, I mean, it sounds like it's a paragraph from the Ranger page in, yeah. you know, in the player's handbook. Um, and then Hermit is, you lived in seclusion, either in sheltered community, such as a monastery or entirely alone for a formative part of your life. So that could work too. Uh, there's a couple where I'm like a little, like, I don't know how this would work. Like right. enter entertainer, scholar, um, I'm not really sure. But then again, there's other ones like Noble where I'm all, well, Strider from Lord of the Rings. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, and guild artisan, like, heck, man, maybe you make the best, you know, bone engraved dice around and they're artisanal made and you make 12 sets a year and that's it, man. But man, when they, you go to town once a month, they sell like immediately so you can get the heck out of there and back to the trees, you know, so I can see some of these pairings be really interesting. And, and that's what the, you know, the backgrounds are for. It's for you to kind of round out the skills mechanically, but then also thematically as from the role-playing perspective, like really give some flavor and depth and dimension to a character. So it's not just flat and they don't end up being what so many people see them as, which is a collection of skills, traits, and numbers. If you don't have enough dice to make it through your game after every single set gets put in dice jail, make sure you check out the critical dice and their endless bag of dice. You can get a new set of dice delivered to your doorstep every single month for as low as seven bucks a month. Compendium listeners can actually also get a special offer by using the code Compendium, C-O-M-P-E-N-D-M, for 50% off of your first month of dice. Just go to thecriticaldice.com and use that code at checkout. 
We hope you guys enjoyed listening to our conversation this week. If you haven't done so already, it would really help us out if you would take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. The compendium is also on Patreon. So if you like listening, that is a great way to help contribute to the content that we create. New episodes are available every Tuesday and Friday or Monday and Thursday if you're a patron. And you can always keep up with us between episodes by following us on social media. Just look up the compendium, that's C-O-M-P-E-N-D-M on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Jason also shares a bunch of great content and plot hooks on his page, The Critical Dice. So make sure that you check him out and follow him as well. Thanks so much for tuning in and we will see you guys next time.